0: ministry now and uh, we're looking forward to jeremy preaching to us and singing to us you're going to sing first and then preach all right do you want one of these or all right um
1: well when brother jeff asked me to sing a song today um i picked this one because it's what i'm going to be talking about we talking about the grace of god so i'm going to sing grace greater than our sin
2: Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured. There where the blood of the Lamb Amen. was spilled. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold. Threaten the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold. Points to the refuge, the mighty cross. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sins. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace Freely bestowed on all who believe You that are longing to see his face Will you this moment his grace receive Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin.
1: All right, so go ahead and turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Like I said, I'm going to be talking about um, the grace of God today. You know, the grace of God is a mystery. It's a mystery why he would give us his grace. Um, We're nothing. We're just helpless sinners constantly sinning against against God. So there's no reason for him to give us his grace, yet he does it each and every day. Even though we don't even ask for it, he still gives it to us. We don't. We definitely don't deserve it. We haven't earned it or anything. Um, and we're gonna be. I'm gonna be focusing on uh, chapter two, verse ten. But even in the the previous, if you start at the beginning of the chapter and go up to chapter two, verse ten, we already see the grace of God several times. In uh, chapter one, verse three, it. Uh, God's grace has given us spiritual blessings through Jesus. Chapter 1, verse 4, God's grace uh, chose us in Christ before the foundation of the world. Chapter 1, verse 5 and verses 11 and 12, uh, it has determined that we will be with Jesus and will be like Jesus one day. Uh, Chapter 1, verse 6, we are accepted through grace. Chapter 1, verse 7, we have redemption through the blood. Uh, Chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, it has reached out to us uh, when we were dead to sin. Verse 4, it loves us. Chapter 2, verse 5, it gives us life. Chapter 2, 6 through 7, it secures our future. And 8 through 9, it secures our salvation. Everything we have as people, as saved people, we have received through the grace of God. Uh, we haven't earned it. We haven't purchased it. We couldn't even receive it if it weren't for the grace of God. Uh, so the only thing you have, what you have, the only reason you have what you have today is because of God and his grace. First, Paul says in 1 Corinthians fifteen ten, it says, But by the grace of God I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace, God, but the grace of God which was in me. So the reason you are where you are today is because of God's grace. Amen. But what's even more amazing than that is God doesn't require payment. He freely bestows it upon us. Right. He knows we can't repay it even if we tried because right. we're so full of sin. But the grace that he gives us is more of an investment. He invests his grace into us, and he, re- he expects a return on that. And the, the work of grace in our lives should result in a change that makes us different from the lost. Amen. And these changes allow us to live for him. And our living for him brings glory to his name that can influence others to live for him as well. And that's what he expects from us in in return for his grace and mercy. So if you look at verse number 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So the first word I notice there is we are his workmanship. Now that word workmanship means that which is made a work or a work of art. We are God's work of art. We're His masterpiece. And just like any artist, when they're working on a painting, it takes time and it takes work. It might take some, some redos. <laughs> and that's the same with God. God's working with us. In uh, 2 Corinthians 5 5, it says, Now he that wrought us for the self same thing as God who hath also given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Amen. Now that word wrought there means to fashion. God is constantly fashioning us, molding us, sculpting us into his perfect work. And just like, just like uh, any artist, when they, when they have their painting or their sculpture, they don't hide it in the closet. Right. They, they show it off.
3: Right.
1: They're proud of what they've done. That's with God with us. God doesn't want us hiding in the closet. Amen. He didn't make us to minister to other church people. He sends us out to reach the lost. Amen. That's good. He wants us to Amen. show off his work that he's done in us to the world. Right. We are God's only way to reach the lost world. I heard one preacher say that since all of heaven rejoices over one person who gets saved, if you were God's only soul winner, how often would heaven rejoice?
4: Good.
1: Amen. like I said God didn't, God didn't save us so we can minister to other church people right. and that Jesus himself came to this earth to seek and to save right. that which was lost
0: right.
1: so look back at the verse and it says for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works God didn't save us by good works he saved us unto good works right. Right. God doesn't expect us to Sit on our own salvation. You know, we're saved, we're good, we're going to heaven. He wants us to give it to other people. Amen. Now, that word works refers to how we use our time. Now, whatever's on the inside is going to come out. Right. In Galatians 5, it gives, us, it gives us two different lists. In uh, 19, 20, and 21, it gives us the, the works of the flesh. It says the works of the flesh are manifest or, or made known. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. So God gives us this big long list, and at the very end he says, and such like. Meaning that these are not the only things you'll do if you live in the flesh. These are just examples. There's much more you can do wrong than just that list. It says, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But, the next two verses, 22 and 23, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So God expects us to fill our lives with those fruits of the Spirit. Because if you're saved, you have the Spirit inside you. And the fruits of the Spirit is that list there. Not the works of the flesh. In Hebrews 12, 1, you know, it, it talks about, uh, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which thus will easily beset us. A lot of times we think, you know, weights are things that we do that are wrong. Well, that's not the case. It says the weights and the sins. Right. So if weights were sins, why would he say weights and sins? Weights are just things in our lives that take us off track from what God would have us that's to right. do. Amen. And he. Everything should come second to God. It doesn't matter what it is. Everything should come second to God. In First 1 Timothy 1.12 it says, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord, who hath enabled me, for he counted me faithful, putting into the ministry. Amen. Every one of you has a calling to ministry. Now it may not be to pastor, it may not mean to be a missionary, but we all have the Great Commission. Right. We all have Mark 16.15, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We're all required of God to go into the world and spread the gospel.
4: Amen.
1: All right. And the last thing I see in uh, verse number 10, it says, Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Now, that word walk means a fixed way of life that is committed to living the way God intends for his people. Now God gives us a few ways. Uh, he tells us how he wants us to walk. In John chapter 13, verse 35, it tells us he wants us to walk in love. Love towards other Christians, love towards the lost, love towards everybody. How are we going to be the right influence we have for for the lost world if we don't love each other? Or if we don't show love towards the lost? So that's the first way. John 14, 15, and 21, it tells us to walk in obedience. Obedience to God and his word above all. If God has told you to do something, he expects you to do it. 1 Corinthians 4.2, it tells us to walk in faithfulness, not wavering. Be steadfast, and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 15.58. And 1 Corinthians 1.16, it tells us to walk in holiness. Be holy for I am holy.
0: Amen.
1: God wants us to be pure and clean and holy as he is holy. So as I close here, there are a couple questions to consider. The first one. Is have you been saved and changed by the grace of God? Yeah. Have you trusted Christ as your Savior? If you haven't, I, I encourage you. I, I implore you to to get that settled today. Uh, most of you guys know I was uh, I went, traveled on tour this summer, and we were at a camp. Um, lots of teenagers there, and uh, God laid on my heart and said, "You know, Jeremy, you need to get saved." And I battled with God and I said you know God I can't really do that um I thought I had already done it and I mean I'm here I'm representing a Bible college I'm on the tour group I'm supposed to have all this taken care of it Lord I can't do that but God said nope you need to get saved so that's what I did and it it might be hard to do what God has you God wants you to do what God calls you to do but he gives you the strength and the power to do it. Uh, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. So have you been saved and changed by God's grace? Second, is your life marked not by perfection, but by the profound change and by the works that glorify God? Are you spending your time glorifying God with what you do? Can other people see Jesus in you? Are you showing that light to the world? Are you doing everything God has called you to do? Are you withholding something from God? Is God telling you to do something and you're you're hesitant because you're scared or you don't want to do it? Are you you leaving something behind that God wants you to do? And are you grateful to him for his work and his work work of grace in your life? Are you thankful? Like I said, God has given us all grace. Grace that we haven't earned we haven't purchased. We haven't done anything to get ourselves, but through everything that He has done for us already, are you grateful for that? Just remember God's grace.
0: Amen. 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 Hey, hey, amen. 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 That's great. And that, uh, one of the things that I really appreciate, and I think probably they're doing at their college, is getting to memorize Scripture, and that's a fantastic thing. You know, one thing he he's said in there, if we could just grab onto it, is the, the reacting to conviction immediately. You know, the moment God impresses upon your heart, the best time to act upon that is at that moment. Because reasoning always begins to destroy your faith, begins to destroy your willingness to act. And so you think it through, and you're probably are going to back out of it. The best thing to do is just act upon it the moment God does it. Well, we have uh, now what I was going to do is, is to do this. I'd like for somebody here, and I've got a couple of microphones here, and Jeremy, you can come back up here and help me, and Joe, if you'd help me. Um, I've got a couple of microphones. <laughs> Um, If you had a blessing in 2018, some really special blessing in 2018 that you would like to just to tell us about, that you'd like to let us know about, something incredible, something that, and I I don't mean incredible, I guess, just some special blessing that you had this year that you'd like to, all right?
5: Well, the whole year has been incredible, but in 2018, my wife and I had our 18th grandchild
0: amen (laughs) praise the Lord amen there's Belle
6: Um, in February I've been praying ever since I got out of high school um, for a job and God gave me a job in February that I've been able to keep so that was huge for me
0: amen amen that is big especially going to college and a job that'll work with you while you're going to college Anybody else, you have a special blessing? Special blessing. Joy? Where is Oh, way left, way left. Somebody run up here. Oh, Marco, you go ahead, and then we'll run up here.
7: Well, this year, um, there's a lot of things, you know. It started, uh, I guess, with my house, you know. I quit my job on March, and I got another job right away. Um, God he's been working on my heart for a very long time and there's a lot of things that have been happening, you know, a lot of trials and I, you know he's convicted me to do a lot of things my sisters came, they both got saved and I feel like that opens the door for my father to get saved too and my mom, you know so it's just, there's so many things and God is just being very, very, very good to my family and just, you know, everybody Josh left, you know it's just been a great year, you know.
0: Praise the Lord. Yes, and that's an amazing thing when you have, you're able to win two sisters in, uh, in about 24 hours or 48 hours of each other. Yes, ma'am.
8: Um, I would just like to thank God for my, my new job and my husband, my wonderful husband, my family. It's been a wonderful year, my church family, and I love all of you guys, all of you guys. The, the job has been wonderful. My husband, I'm just so thankful for, and Denisha growing up, and she's in the choir, so I'm so thankful for <laughs> It's just been
0: beautiful. Thank you. Amen. Amen. That's that's wonderful. All right, joy.
9: Okay, so mine is like a story, I guess. It's gonna be a little longer ish, I guess. Um, but you were preaching on a message about God closes the door of opportunity. So uh, during the invitation, I prayed that and a couple days later the bell had quit cleaning the church and i was really hoping to get the job i was praying for it and um, then i got all excited which i shouldn't know then um, i was cleaning the church and my mom told me i didn't get it i didn't get the job and i was heartbroken because <laughs> i wanted to start saving money for college and um so i got home and i cried because <laughs> that's me um, <laughs> And then uh, a couple, uh, like a week later, my sister came up to me and said, um, "And Emily's going to Africa. I'm getting her cleaning jobs. Do you want to watch my kids? I'll give you $100 a week for it. I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> so I got that job. Then like a month later, uh, Brother Joe had quit cleaning the church, and you gave me the job. And um, I have two jobs now. I'm making great money, and I'm going to Africa, (laughs) and I'm so excited.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, anybody else? You got some? All right, Linda.
9: No, I got a message from uh, Sharon Helmeck saying that uh, her blessing is that the Lord leading her to Calvary Baptist Church has been her biggest blessing this year.
0: Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, you just all turn around and wave at Ms. Helmick. God bless you. She's at home, and she's not well, and, and uh, we sure miss you. Boy, I'm telling you what, I just have to say, that woman has been a blessing. My goodness has she been a blessing. And now just make sure to send your tithe in. And so on. <laughs> and Miss Joe. Oh,
10: I hope I can do this. Well, I want to thank everybody for the prayers, the visits, and the
6: cards when I had my surgery. I love you all.
0: God bless Amen. Amen. That's another lady that's been a blessing to me. She's been an encouragement to me. She just uh, she's going to make us fat. She's always bringing something. So, uh, but. will anybody have a uh, favorite hymn? Brother Hopper doesn't know it, but he's going to lead us in a chorus, or, or at least a verse of a favorite hymn. Anybody got a favorite hymn you'd really like to hear sung right now, or you'd like to sing? Yes? Come down, found. found. Can you do that? I can do anything you need to do. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be good. If you look in the songbook, if you have a favorite, look for the page number, and that will help Brother Hopper, because I hate to see him all nervous. Oh, I'm not nervous.
4: <laughs> Come, thou fount. Come, thou fount of every blessing to my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing. Call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount, I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Yes, ma'am. Page 24, my favorite song. And can it be? If I can remember the tune and can it be that i should gain an interest in the savior's blood died he for me who caused his pain for me who him to death pursued amazing love how can it be that thou my God shouldst die for me amazing love how can it be that Should die for me. Yes, sir. 145. <clears throat> I don't hear tunes very well, so I'm really having to think in my mind how these things start. <clears throat> um, it is well, 145. Can you hit, hit the first note for that for me? I'm sorry? Oh, that's as long as it's something. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul, it is well with my soul. Yes, sir. 143. <clears throat> <clears throat> Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Yes, ma'am. 439. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, Count your blessings, see what God hath done. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your many blessings, see what God hath done.
0: We'll do some more, but uh, right now we have our second preacher, Matthew. Come on, Matthew. All right, I'm going to introduce him to you. Here's Matthew. <laughs> uh,
11: I want to start out by saying thank you to the preacher for letting me do this. It really means a lot. And a second thing, not to look at Brother Wayne because he's going to intimidate me right now. Um, would you turn your Bible to Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15? It says, for if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. Um, the title of my sermon today is going to be A Forgiving God. Amen. Um, what laid this um, on my heart is, when Brother Roy Thompson was here, we um, went soul winning and we went down this street right here and there was this guy named Reginald. Um, we stopped by his house and he said to me, he he said to me, uh, it's no way that God never forgive me for what I've done. And then another situation is when we was back there with the team boys, as I was walking them back to the bus. Um, one of the boys had said, told me, um, he said that God will never forgive me. And then that what made me think to myself, well, they must not know the God that I know. Hey, because in my Bible, in Psalms, chapter 103, verses 10 through 12, it says, he have not dealt with us after, after our sins, nor renewed us according to our equality For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far have he removed our transgressions from us. What that verse is saying is no matter what we do, no matter how many times we put God last and put games or Xbox anything first, he still a forgive us for whatever we do. All we gotta do is get on down on our knees and pray and say, Lord, forgive us. Amen. And the reason why I picked this topic is because it's like we uh this is a topic that was talked about, but it's not getting hit on a lot. On. But when because every time I sit up in my teen class with Brother Jesse, our preacher, which is a good preacher. We sit back and I just sit back and listen and I see a lot of teens just, just sit there and don't know if Jesus is with them or without them. And when we come up in here and sit down and preachers start talking and we get back on the bus, one teen, he's not here tonight, his name is Mantrell. Um his mother, his mother was driving to work and she got in a car accident. He was he was in the car with her because he was on his way to grandmother's house and he would would have died if he would have never um, sat behind in the passenger seat and when my grandmother was on her hospital bed a couple of weeks ago she said to me uh, that she would like to be forgave and she would like to find out who Jesus was and that day it's like God came to me and said you need to preach on forgiveness. And that's why I picked this topic. Thank
0: you. Amen. Amen. That's good. Amen, Matthew. Praise the Lord. And he uh, he, he, and uh, Jalen stayed at our house this afternoon uh, so he could get all prepared to preach tonight. Amen. So, Jalen, you ready to preach now, too? Yeah. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to. All right. All right. Well, somebody give me to, uh, now a something decision that you made sometime during the year or maybe right now as a as a resolution. And I'm talking more of a spiritual decision, something that God has done in your life where you made a decision this year. And, uh, or maybe you're looking even now at, at making a decision for next year. Would you say, I just really believe this is what God wants me to do. And maybe something, and I'm not asking you to tell us something personal that you, uh, you know, you're, um, you're saying, but, uh, but, but something that you might be able to tell us about, be a blessing to us. Anybody have something like that, a decision that you made for the Lord this year to some a different direction of your life? Anybody? Yes, ma'am. Oh, you know what? Where's the microphones? Could you get that to
10: me? I thank God for this church. Thank Him for the people that pray for us daily. Um, I made a decision about my health. <laughs> I've been going to a chiropractor for six months for my back and at first I thought it was working, it was just making me numb. Hmm. And I made a decision a few days ago to stop because I went to my ortho um, doctor and he took more x-rays and nothing much has happened. And I called my chiropractor and told him that I would stop um, my visits because I think they were making me worse. So my doctor wants me to start physical therapy. And that's what I'm going to do uh, the first of the year. And I, I have good days and I have bad days. And but this is some of the worst pain I've ever had. And I just want to thank everybody for praying for me.
0: Yes, ma'am. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? And we do pray for Mrs. Felton. We're going to be continue to pray. We need to pray much. And anybody else? Some kind of decision that you made this year. We got Marco.
7: When Brother Javo was here, it's a little loud. Sorry. When Brother Javo was here, I had the opportunity to talk to him, and you know we became friends. And uh, besides him, I, you know, I'm really good friends with Josh and with Mike and Roy. Um, but God put in my heart that maybe I should um, get an online Bible college course, you know, and and start um, maybe maybe trying to. Put my life, you know, towards that, and uh, maybe helping others and stuff. So I've decided that I'm, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, start a Bible college online.
0: Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. And that's Marco, folks. Yeah. Amen. Anybody? Oh, yes, ma'am. I just want to
8: say that it's been a blessing for me to be here. I'm. I first noticed this church um, um, a long while ago. I didn't know you were here. I, I walked down the street and I was troubling. I have a brother who's very ill and I asked God to help me, show me the way. At the time, I had no sense of direction spiritually in which way to go. I came back toward this way as I was and I walked into the church and I've been here Every Sunday up until today and um, God has used me and that's what I always wanted to do is be able to use my gift uh, that he has blessed me with to bless others and I want to continue to do so and whatever he has for me to do I'm ready and I'm willing to do and also to stand for him.
0: Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Thank you. That's fantastic. All right. We got, uh, yes, sir. Jeremy, go ahead.
1: Um, Mine was less of a decision and more just a realization. Um, Like I said in my message uh, this summer, while I was at uh, camp, um, I realized that. I was without Christ, and I was just more or less faking everything, and that's, it's, that's a, a very dangerous place to be in. I speak from experience, um, and so I just, I took God, <laughs> Amen. and
0: I took him in. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm glad. Yes, sir. Come March first, I've been saved 35 years, ago, and I, without doubt, I've led fewer people to the Lord this year than I've ever done before. Next year, I to be able to Amen. Amen. The commitment to win more people to the Lord. Yes, Matthew.
11: As you know, um, I was on Miss Peggy Busch route for 11 years. And now I'm getting taller than a bus. So,
0: <laughs>
11: so, and the decision that I made for 2019 is start to be more active in the church and start to help with my bus route a little bit more. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. <coughs> All right. Okay, Beth.
6: Sorry. Um. I. Um, I don't know when it was. It was. Oh, oh, I remember back in November whenever we were having the missions conference. um, We, in college, we had a speaker. I don't even remember his name now. I think it was Tony Woods. I don't know. I can't remember for sure, but he was just talking and he said something about giving his life to Christ. And I was like, I was thinking, I was like, I mean, I, you know, we all strive to live for Christ and we want Christ to work through us. And I was like, don't think I've ever like surrendered and given God my entire life. I've all, you know, you always pray, God, please use me in my life, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, I've never done that before ever. And so on the first night of the missions conference, I'm delayed by the way. I mean, it took me like five and a half years to get baptized after I got saved. So I'm, I'm a slow learner. So (laughs) I I guess that's why it took me so long, but I, the first night of the missions conference, I was like, you know what? I'm just, as soon as I got down there I said God I've never ever given you my entire life and I'm a very close-minded person I do I want to I want to do what I want to do I don't like change so I was like you know what whatever he has for me that's what you know that's what's been so scary but whenever he has for me I had to you know I have to accept it and so I gave God my entire life and I mean I don't know where it's gonna lead but it's helped me get a better perspective once I gave it to him. And I feel like that's exactly what he wanted me to do this year. That's exactly what he's been teaching me to do this year, so to give him my life.
0: Praise the Lord. That's wonderful, Belle. Well, we're going to have Brother Hopper's going to lead us in another song. We probably ought to stand, stretch our legs a little bit. And uh, and then, Jordan, if you come on up here and get ready uh, to preach after we have this, we're going to have this, and we'll have the offering Uh, Right after this so Jordan uh, you know what? Uh, Jeremy can help with offering and so um, Jordan you get up here and get ready our Preachers coming so we're gonna have congregational song and then we'll go right into our offering
4: Hymn number 15 lead me to Calgary hymn number one (laughs) five King of my life I crown thee now Thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn crown brow, Lead me to Calvary. Lest I forget Gethsemane, Lest I forget thine agony, Lest I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary. Show me the tomb where thou wast laid, tenderly mourned and wept, angels in robes of light array, guard while thou slept Lest I forget Gethsemane Lest I forget Thine agony Lest I forget Thy love for me Lead me to Calvary Verse 4 May I be willing, Lord, to bear daily my cross for Thee. Even Thy cup of grief to share Thou hast for all for me. Lest I forget Gethsemane Lest I forget thine agony,
12: lest
4: I forget thy love for me, lead me to Calvary.
0: All right, have a word of prayer. Father, I pray that you bless our offering. Lord Jesus, please just bring in what we need and then Lord help us to use it wisely. Please in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Jordan. Is Jordan?
3: <laughs> okay. Um, turning your Bibles to Revelation 19. 19 verse 6. It says, And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of the mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Now, we serve an awesome, amazing God. Amen. God is always there and protecting us. Like, when he parted the Red Sea, he raised Lazarus, he fed the 5,000, and much more recently, he brought a preacher here, and he brought my brother-in-law here. Hear yeah, yeah, That's good. <laughs> <most of> all. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> die and to raise from the dead for each and every one of us. Amen. God is always there to provide for us.
5: Amen.
3: Like I remember when we were in school, but a felt it was like every Wednesday. We wake up in the morning, and God is standing there with his arms stretched, stretched, saying, What can I do for you today? And turn your Bibles to Psalm 3. Psalm 3 and verse 4, says, I cried unto the Lord my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill, Selah. We can call on God, and God can do everything. And he wants to do all these things for us. But sometimes we don't exactly pay attention. And like, come
5: on. Come
3: on. I remember early this every year in the beginning, we're always like, "We're gonna read our Bible every day. We're gonna do all these things." We always start out strong, but then a few weeks in, I was struggling. I'd miss a day or two there, then I miss some other days, and then after a while, it just completely stopped. And then I was feeling conviction because when I, I would listen to music and this song would I would hear a song and it was called "Where Would You Be" yeah. if Jesus came back five minutes ago. And around April twenty fifth or the twenty eighth, after Wednesday night service, I went to preacher and I told him I didn't think I was saved. And then that day I got it settled. and sometimes when we ask god for when we ask god for something sometimes we don't see the result of what we what we're asking for right away or we see why we did not get that cuz you look ahead and you see it's a very great thing i did not get that or who knows where i would be <laughs> and then it always makes me think of camp cuz when we go to camp we get taken away from Our video games, we get taken away from TV, we get taken away from everything that would distract us. And at least I know that when I start getting back into reading my Bible and praying and walking with Jesus like I'm supposed to, you can always feel Him there with you. (sighs) Which is mostly why all those decisions and stuff we make at camp. But God also provides protection. Like, you think about Noah. Noah was the only righteous man, him and his family, left on the earth. And God protected him from complete annihilation. But just because you're walking with God does not mean you won't go through trials. And you have, think about Job. But because Job stayed with God, he got it through the trial and was better off for it. So, (laughs) just about done. The Almighty God is always there to listen to us to all our problems and bless us and all we have to do is open the door to him.
4: Amen. 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 Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. Good good. Amen. You know, I've said for years and years that you know we'd have a whole lot more teenagers to make it if we could just take them to camp and keep them there. That's right. You know, but uh, I, I love that. Just a thought You know, we're starting off the new year, and and last year, I think we did this, didn't do it this year. But the, uh, you know, get you a Bible reading schedule, one that you can just check off today. And let me just tell you when you miss days, don't look back at the blank spaces and say, I got to make all this up. Whatever day you're on, start right there. Just go to that reading that day. Uh, It just otherwise it gets way too discouraging just go to that reading that day and and don't look back because you can't change what you didn't read you can only begin where you are so just go to that right there thank you Jordan um I'm it's uh honestly we won't be we won't be really late here tonight Uh, I don't have any other young preachers well one young preacher is going to preach a little bit but Come on, y'all. Yeah. But no, I, I, we're going to have our, in just a moment, have our uh, um, Lord's Supper. But before we do, what I'd like to do, and if you guys got the microphones again, um, I'd like for somebody here to give a testimony of, about someone else in here that has inspired you or encouraged you this past year someone in here that's been a blessing to you. Anybody wanna do that? I think Matthew's gonna be a preacher. He likes that microphone.
11: (laughs) Go ahead, Matthew. Um, A person that inspired me this year, it's many of them, Brother Felton, Brother Jesse, you, all the men in the church inspired me, but I wanna use Brother Joe. As an example, because it's like Brother Joe keep me uplifted when I come in every Sunday morning off the bus route tired exhausted, he'll say something funny and just have me laughing like you, but when we went to camp last year Monday and Tuesday, like it was nobody getting saved, and then Brother Joe, ten minutes before the preaching start, Brother Joe will gather everybody in the room and we'll pray that somebody gets saved. And every time we pray, we saw a couple saved that night until the Friday, and then we saw some saved. And then every night, Brother Joe made sure that we came in and we prayed, and we prayed. And every night he made sure we gave a testimony of what did we learn out of, out of that church that day after he came back from his prayer
0: walk amen amen praise the lord amen oh mrs foster right here joe if you come back this way
8: there are several people in our mary club sunday school class that has really inspired me uh sister martha for one uh brother felton brother wesley and it's quite a few that are have quite a few health issues, but they continue to smile and continue to make me look at like, why are you complaining when you have all of these people around you that are just, some are barely getting around, some are struggling in other ways, even though we, always, we all struggle. But I look at them and they're always smiling. Miss Martha just be glowing, and even though I know she's in pain, and that, that uplifts me
0: a great Amen, deal. Praise, praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Brother Felton over here. Preacher, you
8: inspired me specifically one evening when we were coming back from one of our outing with the senior saints, Mary Hart senior saints uh, Sunday school class and we were talking to you and you were telling me about how God really got your attention through your illness, how he really literally talked to you when you had that that serious illness that you had for the length of time that you had it. And that really told me a lot about you and your walk with Christ and how he are using you that's an inspiration for me right now with what I'm going through. Because I know that with God, all things are possible. Amen. And that's you're my inspiration, preacher. Amen.
0: Thank you Brother the bell. Anybody, oh, Faith back here.
12: Okay, um, well, I've had a lot of people um, that I look up to in this room but one that has really inspired me is actually my husband, because just like the where we were a year ago, and I mean we weren't really open about this, but we were so close to moving back to Texas, like a week and a half before we were supposed to move. Like he put, we had a deposit on the house, and it was just another person that is Miss Hooker, <laughs> you know, uh, prayed that God will change his heart or change your mind or change his mind or something. <laughs> and the Lord knows, <laughs> but um. Anyway, just from where he was a year ago to where he is now, you know, going, starting Bible college online, like, I never imagined, you know, this Mexican man, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this man, like, I mean, I don't know, like, I love him so much, and um, sometimes, like, I've been in church my whole life, and sometimes he's more spiritual than me, and I'm like, okay, I should be the one, you know, saying this and this, but it's him, and it's just, it's just amazing, and I'm happy.
0: <laughs> Amen. <laughs> You know, it is, it's amazing what God can do, That's right. it really is. Anybody else? Oh, yes ma'am, Ms. Brendan.
8: Yes, sir, I just want to say, uh, Sister Jo, your wife, she's very inspiring, uh, she works, oh, she, she was an angel in heaven, I mean, she have a lot of fun because there is work to do there too. And um, I just want to thank her for encouraging me and, and uh, giving me the opportunity to give to you all, and it gave back to me and blessed me as well. I just thank you and thank her for her spirit.
0: Amen, amen. Oh, I thank Brother Singer who's here.
5: I want to thank a man that has really given himself to the ministry. A man that's tremendously helped me um, all all this year, particularly the last six months, and that's Jesse. He works in the uh, junior church, and um, he's what he's done is caused my spirit to be warmed again. It's easy to get hurt if you've ever been in the ministry, if you've ever done anything for the Lord, it's real easy. To get wounded, and uh, just his faithfulness of preaching to the children and uh, working that bus route has just encouraged me so much, and I just want to th- thank him. It's not that I would say all of you have been a tremendous blessing, but I want to say tonight I just owe this man a lot. Amen. Jesse's a great man of God, hey, and I appreciate hey. Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord.
0: Well, we're going to. I uh, don't want to keep you much later. I'd like to take a few moments, and um, yeah, we're just going to have just uh, just a uh, thirty forty-five seconds something like that of prayer time. In the uh, Scripture, the Word of God lets us know that First Corinthians eleven twenty-eight says, "Let." Let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. We're about to have the Lord's Supper, as they call it. But he, he says for us to examine ourselves, Second Corinthians thirteen five says, Examine yourselves, whether you be in the faith. And, and I've taught on it before, but God's looking at us and saying, You know, first thing, we've got to know, are we really saved? And we had a couple of testimonies of those that had to make sure of that. But then also, just I think when we go to remembering what Christ has done for us. You know, just a week ago, we were celebrating his birth. Now we're remembering why he was born and his death, burial, and resurrection. And uh, and we just want to just take just a few seconds... Uh, Just kind of a a few seconds of quiet and just ask the Lord to cleanse you. Say, Lord, I I really want my life, my heart to be cleansed before I I enter into the Lord's Supper. It says to examine ourselves. So just ask the Lord, reveal to me if there's something I need to get clean right now. And so we're just going to in quiet. Just uh, Let's bow our heads and we'll just have a few moments of quiet time. Father we ask you please to just look at us look at our hearts and Lord as I tried to preach this morning we'd love to all enter into this what we call the Lord's Supper into this remembrance with the slate clean with it white completely clean what a way to remember so Lord I ask you to do that now that you might reveal to us even at this moment something that we need to confess, need that we need to be cleansed of. Lord, most of all, if there's even one that just has that doubt, Lord, that we would act upon it, that we would get it settled about our salvation. Father, bless the time, the remaining moments that we have of this service. Please bless as we try our best to to do that which you told us to do, to do in remembrance of you. Please, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to uh, ask the men that helped me with the Lord's Supper to come on up. And- chapter 6 verse 35 it says and jesus said unto them i am the bread of life he that cometh to me shall never hunger and he that believeth on me shall never thirst what's well, an incredible promise but it's amazing but when we truly receive christ you know we we really as, as kind of the young men of preached tonight, we're never without. He's always there. He's there to meet every need. He's there to meet every provision. As David said, "I've never seen the righteous begging bread." And that's talking about physical bread, but you know, spiritual bread is always available. Amen. That spiritual drink is always available. He's always there for us. And, and as he said that, he. He was trying to get us to understand why he came and lived and died so that we would never hunger again. And so tonight we're going to have the, uh, what we call the, the Lord's Supper. It's just a little bitty piece of bread and a little, piece of, uh, and, and a little bit of juice. But those two things represent the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And as I say, and I'm not going into a length of time tonight, but most of you heard it, but, that this does not, in no way does it become the, the, act, the actual flesh of Jesus or the blood of Jesus. This is just exactly what God said it was. It's a picture, it's something that we can look back, a photograph that we can look back on and, and remember, cause us to remember. You know, I, during these Christmas holidays, there's many of us that we've looked back at pictures of previous Christmases and remember, and had a lot in our hearts our minds have been flooded with no emotions and memories. Well, if we really look back in our heart and our mind and as we look at that bread that we'll be giving to you in just a moment as you as it's placed into your hand or you pick it up, get a mental image of Jesus' body being ripped apart. Realize that's what he did. You know, we showed that all the sins have been placed upon him, but, oh my goodness, what he did in that process, humanly, as his body was ripped apart for us. So, I'll ask the men to stand. And, Brother Bob, if you would pray for us for the the bread. Well, it's just a little tiny piece of unleavened bread. And unleavened because leaven represents sin, and there was no sin in the body of Christ. And so we have just this little tiny piece of bread, but as we partake of it, it represents a broken piece of the the body of Christ. And uh, I, I love the fact I was just watching some of our young ones that have been saved recently and and uh, taking the bread and saw one of them so excited that she gets to take of it and she took it and put it in her mouth and then realized nobody else was so she spit it back out <laughs> so you know I, I think even I don't know about y'all but I think the Lord sometimes looks down and just he just smiles because it's it's a thrilling thing that that they get saved at a young age and, and uh, understand what Jesus did for them. Well, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 it says, And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. now we have the juice and of course again this is not some use fermented wine in the Lord's Supper we do not will not because fermentation also is a, is a sign of or a picture of sin and so uh, we, we do nothing we should do nothing to remember Christ that is in the same time rem- Remembering or, or being a picture of sin. So we have juice, and I'm sure this juice is church's juice. You don't get that, do you? So, but it says in John chapter 7, verse 37 In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. You know, that again, Jesus was already picturing himself in, in, the, in the thirsting, the drink. The, this picture was already being created before he ever uh, went to the cross. Again, I say the blood of Christ is so important, but never believe it when, you know, there are some that will say that it's the death of Christ, not the blood of Christ. No, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And so the blood must be shed. And, and that's the picture, and that's the, what Jesus pictured. You know, if it was just his death, why would Jesus say to remember him by partaking of the juice to picture his blood? There would have been no need to do that. So, but we have the, this little cup of juice, and... We're now, man. If you would go ahead and stand, will And yeah, since Jeremy's home here right now, Jeremy, why don't you pray for him? You follow Jesus, no turning back, no turning.